Sega. <laughs> Come on, Mark. Come on, you got to do one. Go on. Oh. Sega. Let's go. It's okay, I'll go with that. Hello, good morning, afternoon, or indeed good bloody well evening to all of our fantastic listeners. This is our dedicated Nintendo podcast, aptly named The Switch Island. And to get things started, I want to introduce you two to two boys I'm going to be chatting all things Switch with. So uh, first off is our more affluent brother from another mother, close to being handed his P45 several times. It is Smark Tweeter. How are you doing, Mark? Hello, boys. How are we? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Okay, and uh, alongside him, uh, well, technically not alongside, he's technically alongside me, it is the Brain Train, famous flying multiple digital planes. It's our resident intellectual. I think we're going to have to challenge that at some point if we don't get Mario Smario right. No. Uh, it is Pete at Preacher. How are you doing, Pete? You okay? I'm good. Can I interrupt a second as well? Oh, hell, hell yeah. I just want to say, and I'm sure Mark will agree with me here, massive congratulations because we've got a new Nintendo dad. First proper recording. You certainly have. We certainly have. Got a little uh, little baby uh, in the house, little Jesse. Uh, yeah, he's, you know what, he's absolutely amazing. I've Cute as been, a button. I've just been trying to find oh. as much stuff as possible <laughs> with, like, nerd stuff. So I bought a little Zelda bib, <laughs> and it's, got, it's a tunic with a, a bib on the front that's got Hylian Shield on the back. He's going to be the coolest little baby. Oh. It has. It is absolutely male. All the, all the links in the house. All the links. Uh, <laughs> so I am, of course, uh, the Nintendo dad, not the original. Yeah, probably the best. I am your Flamingo fan, Danny Ward, and my Twitter machine is at DannyWard2707, and we are the Switch Island, and we are now going to talk into your ear holes about our beloved Nintendo. So if you'd like to support us, please give this podcast a sub on the service you're using. Uh, try and follow us on Twitter. We absolutely love a bit of banter over there. Haha, <laughs> classic banter. At switch <laughs> underscore island or check out the site, which is Mark. Uh, at something or other, www switch this that other island. Yoshi's Island, something yeah, like that. Sod off, yeah. Ben. What is it, mate? Uh, it's switchisland.co.uk. That's yes. all it is. It's really, really simple. I, I was oh, on, the, really I was on the side oh. then, And we've sure. also got a Patreon as well. Like you can, you can go over if you really like the content we make. Uh, we're not asking for a lot of your money. It starts at two dollars. For all of you Americans out there, sadly, uh, Europeans and British, we can only charge you in dollars. That's how it works now. America is the is the master race, apparently, uh, especially when it comes to Patreon. Uh, we've got a couple of tiers over there, and we've uh, elaborately um, put quite a lot of good, healthy stuff, which we've got uh, a few more bits coming in the coming weeks, so you can hop over to that. That is patreon.com. I always get this part wrong. Forward slash, is it the Switch Island? It's just Switch Island. Balls. See, I get it wrong every time. <laughs> it is just Switch Island. So if you go over there, patreon.com forward slash Switch Island. Go on, Mark. Yeah, and you don't have to write just. It just just Switch Island. Patreon.com forward slash Switch Island. <sighs> we are clinical today, boys. Clinical. Uh, gentlemen, how Guys, the devil are you? <laughs> I'm good. Or just, just type Switch Island in, find our website, and then there's a little Patreon button. Click on there. This is very cute as a button. Cute like your baby. Cute as a like, button. Like your baby. Like my baby. Surprisingly attractive baby. 
Thank you, mate. Cheers. It, it was against <laughs> all the odds with, uh, with you involved, but it turned out cute. He's a hungry <laughs> lad as well. He eats a lot of food. Good for him. Which I'm very proud of. He's, he's puked up on me. He's done the Mr. Whippy as well, which is something I'd never oh heard of. Which is when you lift <laughs> so his leg up. Oh, we don't need to. Okay, we'll carry on from Talking there. of puking on, on uh, you, it's nice to have Pete back on the show. It is, isn't it? <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it's good to be back. It's good to be I'd back. I'd say that's a puke, more of a dunk. I think he loves a good dunk on me now and again. Shall we get on with the news then? Let's get on with the news. <laughs> um, so again, Blockbuster sale announced. Have we uh, have yeah. we have we dived into the eShop sale? I haven't, but it is a really good sale. There's some big games on there. I mean, I think I don't know. I I got most of the games already that they've put up on the sale, like Skyrim. Um, that's there, and that's really discounted. It's down at like thirty. Is it thirty percent discount? Is I'm it? just having a little look through it now. So the kind of headline ones on there. Um, some of them I bought, so I can't tell you the exact price. So Skyrim's gone down from fifty quid to twenty four ninety nine. Wow. Mario Odyssey thirty three pounds twenty nine from forty nine ninety nine. Um, Mario Rabbids, which was going to be my Switch pitch, but I'm not going to do that now, is fourteen pounds ninety nine. Um, There's a lot of game in that as that, well, isn't there? That is ridiculously off. cheap. Fourteen ninety nine for that. It's an incredible. That's got Mario game. in it for God's sake. Sold <laughs> close to three million units, so I think uh, Ubisoft are going to be pulling out the pen on that one and making a number two. Mm. Mark, oh, they've hinted, haven't they? Yeah, Mark mm. overcooked two thirteen pounds ninety nine to reduce from twenty quid. One close to your heart, although you you didn't like it as much as the first. I don't think. No, no, I did. Okay, okay, take it. I think it was redacted. Me that was a bit, <laughs> Please don't was me that was a bit don't uh, cautious. <laughs> We've got uh, Doom £24.99 <laughs> on there from 50 quid. Uh, Rayman Legends, £11.9. Diablo is down from 49 99 to 34 99 Smashing game, that. Xenoblade, 33 quid, 29 That's a cracking game. Crash Bandicoot, £22.79. So if you like that kind of thing. Octopath Traveler, 33% off, £33.29. Uh, LA Noir down from 45 quid to 14 pound 99 yeah. it was never selling for that in the, in the shops even i think they'd it's already discounted that I quite heavily it's, yeah it probably jumped down quite quick uh and then i won't go through the rest of them but you've got monster hunters uh, generations ultimate there 42 percent off from 50 quid down to 28 pounds there's a lot of game there let's not return let's not return it's <laughs> like on there um child of light actually 16 quid down to eight pounds 50 great off. game Check out the review. Yeah, yeah. Who wrote that review? Oh, some idiot. Some idiot. Arms is down. It is. Arms is down, yeah. but not by a lot. 33% down, 50 quid down to £33.29. Um, uh, let's have a quick look. Doom's half price. Uh, Dark Souls is down. It's I think. Yeah. Uh, it's a good sale, isn't it? There's some really good games on there, which if you haven't picked up and you've always been sitting there thinking, oh, should I? Now's a really good time for a lot of them. I like looking at the charts normally and then seeing exactly what's crept into like the top. Um, Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collections down to £31. So top six at the moment. Number one, Final Fantasy VII. Clearly, very good game. <laughs> I'm going to uh, move back to that. <laughs> number two, Enter the Gungeon. Uh, three Cuphead, even though it's not even out yet. I picked up Enter the Gungeon this oh, okay. time. Yeah. Uh, I need yeah. to get it. I need to get look. it. Uh, for Ace Attorney, Phoenix Wright, I need to pick them up. Um, seems like my type of game. Five Stardew Valley because <laughs> when's it ever left the top ten? <laughs> um, yeah. Six uh, a Brain Buster because that's reduced from one pound seventy nine down to eighty nine p. That's <laughs> another one. That new Astro Bears. That's, a, that's the, new the new Astro Bears. Astro Bears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Hollow Knights number ten. So no way, it's still in there. Hellblade. Hellblade's Breaking thirteen. It. I'm actually surprised that's not doing better than what it is. 
Um, I'll probably pick that up actually at some point. And are you guys tempted by any of these in the sale then, other than the ones you've already got, like Enter the Gungeon? Um, I need to get Enter the Gungeon. I don't think that's in the sale. I think that's just ten pound ninety nine. Mm, yeah, well, they uh, released the new update pack, didn't they, recently or something? Yes, they did. You're right. Yeah, I you think can that. now capture in it as well. So if people quite are quite good at it, there seems to be a few people doing like captures of things that they've done pretty well on it now. Whereas right, okay. when you said wasn't there. when you said that, you can now capture on it. I thought you meant like Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> you can capture the enemies. I actually as well. <laughs> and you can deploy do that them. With the, the Gatling Gull, like the first boss, like you can. There's an item that drops that you can spawn the Gatling Gull with. So okay. You can, you can oh, okay. kind of. This is kind of. <laughs> well, I picked up Moonlighter just from the guys in the chat. I haven't picked yeah. up an indie game in a while, so um, I think it's Mike. Is it who's big on it? And Mike's a big fan of it. Yeah. Yeah. There are quite a few people in the group have just said it's a really good game. It's like got roguelike roguelike elements, and it's you're a shopkeeper by day, and then yeah. you're a. Um, I don't know what what is that Moonlighter? <laughs> is that going to be? The yeah, you like dungeon. You're dungeon crawling and uh, by night, and then shopkeeper by day. I think. I'm really tempted to pick up Xenoblade again. I'm getting that urge for because oh, really? I've been playing seven and nine Final but Fantasy. You'll go in with your eyes open this time, I know, won't you? I know. And like you'll know its limitations. I mean, there's, again, there's a really good review on the site if you want to give it a look. Uh, some idea wrote that, so I don't yeah. really know if I trust it. <laughs> the integrity of it. Um, so I can't believe Zelda's still sixty quid without a sale on the eShop no, no, no. store. Zelda's down to yeah, forty-one. No, no, that's what I mean. But it's sixty pounds oh, without a sale. Yeah, without a sale quid. on there. Okay. Um, oh quite interesting actually just very quickly to touch on have you seen the price of Mortal Kombat some of the ones on there oh like a deluxe no, edition there's a, a deluxe edition on there I'm just going to get it up just so I can get the correct is there a physical release where it comes with like a vial of blood or something oh god, god surprise have some you point. seen some of the fatalities on that well I played the last one and it's heavy <laughs> it is it's it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's um yeah, I mean, I'm not squeamish over much, much or many things. Like, I, I'm not particularly prudish, but like some of the fatalities on it are really like quite shocking. Like yeah. they are. Uh, Pete, I think you've got a splinter in your hand. Oh! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pete, calm down. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, ninety nine, ninety nine. It's like the top edition mm. for like one of the digital. Oh, yeah, it's insane amount of money for what you want to spend. It's on it. more common on like PlayStation and Xbox to have like a deluxe, which is over like. I just don't. Like I up don't at that level, isn't it? With third party on Switch, I'll still always have an apprehension of pre-ordering uh, until I see a review. Because yeah, mm. it's just I want to make sure that the the actual port's good enough for is it what a good it, port or is it a quick port? That's exactly, what you know. exactly. Yeah. And I don't think we're getting a lot of poor ports now. I think we're getting mm. quite a lot mm. uh, decent ones, um, which kind of takes us on to. The next topic of the news, guys, segue. Um, spelled correctly this time, Mark. Uh, so God Eater 3 announced mm. something close to your heart. It's probably going to be more for me than it is for you. I think Mark made that very clear on <laughs> yeah. Twitter. You think he just, yeah, this is a GQ preacher game. No, it is. I mean, it, it's, I think it's eight player online. I think I, th- I might players? be. I think so. Eight players, wow. I think okay. it is. That's excessive. Um, I might be wrong. Double check that. But I, I think, think I've got eight is. friends. <laughs> <laughs> But I think you you join hunts as you would do against, as you wouldn't say Monster Hunter, but you're fighting against bosses. I'm pretty sure it's eight player. I've never played it, but it's been one that that's been on other consoles and I've seen it. And it looks, it, it looks like my kind of thing, but I've never had hands on with it. So, so is this a current gen game or? Yeah, I believe so. Like I think it's been out on PlayStation Four, hasn't it? Okay, I'm not too sure. Uh, not too up on it. Uh, yeah, okay. The game can be played cooperatively with four other players. Uh. Four other players. While assault missions accommodate up to eight players, That's but I don't it. know what the difference is between the two modes. 
Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. So is it just what type of game? So it's very similar in its look and style to, say, Monster Hunter, mm. um, except instead of hunting monsters, you're fighting against key bosses. So okay. um, you've got to learn the attack patterns and so on and so forth, how you make your character and gear your character. I don't think there's health bars even again. So I think it's, it's a very similar kind of take on that. Um, but done just without the, the usual Monster Hunter learning curve and baggage from what I gather. But that, that's it. it looks very JRPG as well. Mm, very cool. So um, moving on from the J, not the RPG, but the J of Japan. Um, Smash Stage Builder announced by mistake. Um, I think you need to do your Sakurai shout mark. Just a Sakurai! Sakurai will be absolutely livid. He's commented in the past that he's not too happy about when things get leaked. And uh, Nintendo have put their foot rightly in their mouth and people on the internet noticed. There was a little image, wasn't there, of uh, Smash Brothers being played on the latest promo vid. Mm -hmm. And you can see a little tiny little icon on there saying uh, stage builder or something to that effect. Um, What do we think that will look and feel like? Is it going to be a Mario Maker kind of... Well, there's going to be, like, the stages, because they are 2D, like, it's going to be, like, a very similar kind of feel to that, I would have thought. Um, but I think it sounds great. There. I think the longevity yeah. of that game now is going to be yeah. huge. I can't wait to create something in that. Um, you can almost make a stage t- to fit your fighting style or I your character. It's just, like, building them <laughs> and then playing them against you. I'd like to build, like, a little, you know, uh, the underground bit on the temple where you can kind of knock people up against the wall and you get <sighs> to ridiculous percentages. Just build, like, a little box with two entrances and see how long you can get the... With the tiniest hole. Yeah, yeah, bounce yeah. people off and see, just break the game. <laughs> it's good that, but I think it'll get very like Mario Maker elements to yeah. it. And I think people will start to, like you've just said, they create these pinball kind of levels <laughs> where you are just flinging characters around um, and people will be picking like the biggest character that hopefully won't fit through the tiniest of holes. No, but I think <laughs> it'll be really good. Not really great good. for Mark who mains Kirby still, <laughs> still to this day. Uh, what do you Kirby think, Mark? Mains. Do you think there's going to be any replayability for you? Well, mate, I can't. I I sold it, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm just bringing that in <laughs> but, again, um, reminding everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's a cool idea, though. I like the idea of um, maybe bringing in different assets from other games as well that aren't that aren't currently represented, just for the building. Uh, and yeah, I do I do think people will just create create completely bonkers levels. Um, I don't know how the levels will get tested in the same way because obviously with Mario Maker you have to complete the level to be yeah. able to to then release it out into the wild. How will that work with this, do we think? It's a really good point, actually. Have they confirmed that there will be a way to share them? No, well, I don't think anything's confirmed. I think it's just an image at the moment. So, <laughs> Sakurai's gone, hold on, I haven't even made this yet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even confirmed it's a thing. Um, but yeah. the reason they had to play it from start to finish is because it was like an online kind of like marketplace of all these different ones, wasn't it? And they had to, sh- to prove that you could actually do this level before you put it up there. If there's no online way of sharing your levels, then there's no real way or need for you to have to do that. Yeah. Mm. Were you even able to save your level if you couldn't complete it on Mario Maker? I never played it. Mm. Didn't have a Wii U. Was it not? Because you couldn't do it to completion all the time, could you? You could hold and save and come back later, couldn't you? You wouldn't. Oh, have that's to, true. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have to go all the way through from start to finish if you were making an insane level. Surely, though, I, I would have thought like I'm 98% sure that this will be. You can share them online because because it's such an online game and people would. That's the main incentive people will have for wanting to create something will be to get it out there for people to play with. Mm. I think so. watch, watch this space, eh? I think yeah. so. Mm. Yeah, again, curious that 
Smash Brothers hasn't been reduced in price at any point, especially in a Nintendo sale, not even by a couple of percent to get new people in there. Maybe they're just relying on the fact that there is this quality content coming out soon. Mm. And it, again, it's it's another another string to Sakurai's bow if he can create something that pulls new players in. Why are you smiling? Oh, no, it just is. I was just looking at your little Joker figure over there. It's like... He's still not here. I know, he's still uh, not yeah, here. Yeah, still not there. We've not had an announcement for any of the other characters yet. So all mystery still. Which brings us quite nicely into the final point of the news, which is we still haven't had a direct. How goddamn dare you, internet? <laughs> you promised us a direct and it never came to fruition. Right, I, I'm, I don't care. Hang on. Is, is this another one of those instances, those rare instances where the internet promises us something and it it's, turns out to be false? I know, God forbid. There'd be actually people <laughs> out there who don't actually know what they're talking about. I, was, have promised, I was promised... <laughs> Including Brexit. us three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify, Mark, your neck did, in, Mark. Yeah, Mark did not vote for Brexit. <laughs> Lose like 50% of our listeners. Um, hopefully more. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, 53% technically. Um, yeah. I, uh, so yeah, no, no, no direct yet. Are you really that bothered? No, I mean, I, I see them as, I like them when they're there. I love the way they've done it. They really spearheaded the whole direct approach. I love them. Always want more, obviously. It's like, do, do you want more money? Yes. Do you want more directs? Yes. <laughs> it's, do you want to spend more money? Hold on. <laughs> I didn't no, say that. <laughs> I, I really like them, and um, maybe there is one in the pipeline, but it's not been that long since the last ones. They, they had an indie direct, didn't they, quite recently? And I probably guarantee, maybe <laughs> guarantee that there'll be one this week. Nice. I heard it from a source. 60% oh, yeah. works every yeah. time. Well, technically it was condiment, it was mayonnaise, but I heard it from a source. Oh, Thank cool. you guys. Dad joke. Um, I, yeah, I couldn't care less whether or not we get one this week or the week after, but I do think one will land in April. I think there's quite a lot of content and I still think they've got quite a bit for Super Smash Brothers to announce. Mm-hmm. Persona 5S hasn't been announced yet. I know Atlas have got a teaser date set for the end of April. Mm-hmm. Um I think it falls on a, a Saturday. I'm not too sure. I'll have to double check that again. Mm. Um, I, I sat through the entire Persona 5 R. And you know what? I was watching this crazy Japanese channel. I didn't have a clue about what was Just going on. Just smiling with a cup of coffee. Honestly, there was back-to-back adverts for sofas and for beds. And I was like, this is not the right channel. I bet someone's trolled me online and given me the wrong link to something. <laughs> and I was just like, I was waiting. I know it's just another advert and it was a Japanese lady holding her back and then lying on this bed and her back was okay. And I was like, this, this sofa's really good. How and then do, do I buy one? And then doing that. And then she did the same on the bed. And then she, again, her back was fantastic. And then another episode happened and it was a fella sat on the bed again. And it went on and then there was a cookery show for like five minutes. <laughs> it's like, this is the quickest cookery show ever. And it was them making like noodle stuff. And I was like, this is amazing. And it just went straight into like, Persona 5 anime and that, that was on then for like 45 minutes and I was like is this spoiling the end of Persona 5 for me because I haven't full, fully finished it yet with a, um, the theory that the switch port was going to come and I was just kind of sat there going I'm, I'm ruining Persona 5 for myself <laughs> and not even understanding what's going but on I have bought a brilliant sofa <laughs> yeah and then it got to the end and there was this so it's called Persona 5 Royal and it said PlayStation 4 it didn't say anything about any other uh, console so I was like, cripes. And then there was just a further release, uh, further tease date at the end of April set. So they teased another tease, which Ooh. is a very Atlas thing to do and a very annoying right. thing to do. You're convinced, though. You think it's it's going to... Well, there's Persona yeah. 5R, which we now know is Royal, and that's PlayStation 4. So we're probably scratching Sony's itch there and going, guys, there's, there's your content. You, like- but 
we are Atlas, we are Sega. Can we go yeah. and do this with Nintendo? Hence Persona 5S, which is going to get announced at the end of this month as well. So As long as it's not like Persona 5 Peasant. They get like yeah, yeah, the well, Royal like, Edition and we get like <laughs> Peasant Edition. It would be quite funny. Persona, Persona 5P. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've got no idea. And again, I'd love to, love to see it come. I think it's, it has to be nailed on with Joker and Smash. Mm. I just can't yeah. see that not coming to fruition it would be bizarre wouldn't it yeah people forget that Persona 5 got released on the Playstation 4 but also on, uh, a version was released on Playstation 3 I so it's not like, okay. not that graphically demanding yeah, yeah. Um, you know if it can play on the PS3 it can definitely play on Switch so mm. you, I mean you, Dan you were so confident you didn't you didn't even include it in your predictions the prediction episode you were just you were like this, <laughs> yeah. this is so likely I don't even need to predict it honestly like I, I really wish I'd um, maybe world it into existence because everything else that I've bloody said is now happening yeah especially with cuphead coming and we're looking at the, the next giveaway sat here lovely little uh, mm. merch ready for when cuphead gets released this week isn't it 16th yeah something like that Tuesday. yeah 18th 16th one of those yeah 16th i think rings a bell right, exciting. um i think that's us with the news and chaps i don't think there's anything else we kind of want to pick up on no i think it's time for the switch pitch the switch pitch three games one winner you decide One day, I'm not going to put the song in it. I'm just going to let you do that. I'm not going to edit it out, and I'm just going to let you sing, and it'll be absolutely fantastic. And you'll have egg on your face, my son. Uh, Remind me to tell you something later that I can't say on air. Okay, that's fine. Um, (laughs) I love you. I've got so many jokes in my head right now, but... (laughs) Did you walk past past the school again, Mark? Um, So... So, if you have never watched or listened to the Switch Pitch, the Switch Pitch essentially is we will nominate a game each and we get two minutes. Is that correct, Pete? Two minutes. (laughs) Pete's gone. You'll get two minutes each to be able to uh, explain your game and to be able to champion it for you, the listeners. And the reason you, the listeners, is so important is we will then put a poll on Twitter and you can come and vote for the game that you want all three of us to play Mm. and buy. Uh, or more importantly, buy and play. Um, yeah. So the rules are very simple. You don't have to own the game if you're pitching it. We kind of agreed to that before. Um, so it can be something that you want to play, but you believe the guys should play with you. Uh, or it could be something that you really want to champion that mm. you have played before that you know the other guys don't own. Um, so automatically, I knew Mark, uh, for instance, had Mario Rabbids. That's gone down to 15 quid in the shop sale. So I couldn't vote or couldn't nominate that. So pretty straightforward. Uh, who won last time? Uh, well, you did the one with Ben, didn't you? Yeah, who won that one? Oh, I don't know. He's um, There's someone no. quite quite intelligent. He's got Judging two thumbs. That. He's got two thumbs and a son, <laughs> and it's this guy. <laughs> this guy won. Uh, I won. Final Fantasy VII was my pick. Small indie title. Um, That's your second, second victory, isn't it? Second out of how many have we 
played. We've done three now, haven't we? So that's not uh, bad odds, that. And Pete's won one. Yeah. I've won one. How many have you yeah. won, man? Oh, three. So I've won two. You've won one. How many's zero, zero so far? Three. And I've been on all of them. I've done all three, <laughs> and I've done zero. <laughs> and, I, I, and I have tried. To be fair, yeah. though, it takes you roughly 24 hours usually for you to concede and then start pushing anything that I'm not trying to sell. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which usually means that I double down on my efforts then to try and tag in any developer or any star. And you gave me a great run with Valkyria um, with Firewatch because oh, I had Sissy Jones. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, I'll review up on the site, by the way, if you've uh, the excellent Dreamcast Barber's done for us on Firewatch. Yeah, what a guy. What a guy, what a guy. Uh, also, Sissy Jones, she, she shared it for us, who's the um, the voice of... I can never is it Ruth? No, Beth? Ruth. <laughs> Delilah, I think it is. Delilah, that's it. Yeah, yeah I think it is. Um, excellent voice actress, uh, voice actor, and also fantastic in, I think it's Darksiders, the newer version, uh, not Warmastered, the new Darksiders game mm. that's come out. Um, she plays the main protagonist in that as well. Darksiders so. Fire, Firewatch Edition. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same. So um, I won last week, so I would like to nominate, ooh, who am I going to go with? Let's go with Mark. Go on, Mark. Give us your pitch. Right. No, uh, this is an exciting one because... But you can hold on two seconds while I get the timer, timer ready. Yeah, hold on. Jesus Christ. Oh, Christ. So just to remind you again of what the timer sounds like. When you hear that noise, I'll give you a 30-second warning as well. But when you hear that noise, please stop. Okay. I get so excited with that noise. Don't we all, Mark? Don't we all? So, um, <laughs> Pete, will you count down, Mark, and let's go for this? Yeah, you ready? I- I'll do it like they do in the in the films. You know, so that, that, that people. Are you ready? Oh, I'm on. Right, <laughs> this one I've decided to be really kind because I feel like Dan has been cheating quite a lot with just picking games that he knows his Twitter following will just vote for. Debatable. um but i've decided to be really kind i know that both of you have already got this game um it's not even a full game it's actually dlc for a game and i know that you've both already got it and i know that you haven't played it this is breath of the wild master mode which is the difficulty setting that requires that you start a new save file and turn on master mode and it includes floating Octorok platforms, which feature enemies and treasure chests. Mm. All of the enemies are increased by one rank. The enemies regenerate life. There are now gold Lionel, and there are Lionel on the Great Plateau. And if you haven't played this, I think this is the definitive way of playing Breath of the Wild. It changes up the experience and makes it into a deadly game-changing challenge it is it makes it more exciting it means you have to really think about every enemy encounter and use all the tricks you can't just run in and hack and slash you have to think of every scenario and how you're going to approach it you have to you have to retreat and then return sometimes and this is the perfect way to replay this magnificent game and I strongly recommend you guys do it. And because this is Breath of the Wild, I think it will get a lot of votes. 
I, I hope you win. Like, I, I really want to. <laughs> you know what? He's picked an absolute blind there yeah, as well. Hasn't I'd he? have that. That's a good shout. Two seconds, and that is Mark's switch pitch. Well Ooh, played, right. and under time as well. Bloody it's relevant uh, sound effect there as well. Yeah. Thanks for that. No, it's almost as if it's helped you in some some way. I <laughs> really should have thought of. That's been the best pitch yet. That I like that. Damn, that's a really good one. Um, how much is it at the moment? Uh, yeah, how much well, is it? Well, you've already got it, haven't you? Oh, I'm not sure if I do. No, I don't. Well, it's part, it was part of the DLC, you know, the pack that you bought. Oh, uh, yeah. oh no, I do have it then, yeah. I yeah, it's just it. part of the main DLC pack, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a great idea to jump back into that game. It's something I've wanted to do for a while. Oh, that's annoying. Mm, it's a good mm. one that could win, I think. <laughs> well, let's give him let's give him a run at least. Let's try our hardest to try and take this away from him. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, am I all right? I'm gonna count you in. Oh, okay, great. As per the um, uh, the people in the old films used to do. Yeah. Three, two, one. My switch pitch today is Bad North. Now, this is on the shop at the moment uh, for about £13. It is a strategy puzzle game where you travel from island to island, defending each island from waves of Viking invaders on boats. There's different types of enemies that do different things. There's archers, there's swords and shieldmen. And you have to carry your team of Anglo-Saxon defenders from island to island, gathering more defenders on the way. They can be either swordsmen, um, pikemen, or archers, and you position them on different choke points and positions of your island to protect from the invaders. But once they're dead, they're dead. It's really challenging. Um, You think you've cracked it, and then they alter up the enemies that come at you. Um, your pikemen don't have shields, so you always have to get your swordsmen in front of your pikemen to protect from arches. It is a beautiful-looking game. I strongly urge 30 seconds. that you have a good look at it. The pastel colours, the weather coming in on these really desolate islands as you hold out for dear God as these Vikings attack you. Um, and when it is going south, I mean, it's quite gory. When it is going south and your, your men are clearly getting defeated, you can retreat as like a last-ditch effort to get away on the boats that the Vikings arrived on. But it is punishing. But brilliant. I thoroughly enjoy it and think you should get Bad North. I like it. Nice. <laughs> I absolutely love that. You know what? I yeah. know they've got very proactive developers, so I think you get very good traction with them as well. Oh, I think, I that I think it, yeah. they would love the fact that you're, you're about to get involved in a fight. And I'm going to try and give you both a fight here. <laughs> Because I don't like going down without one. I don't like losing. And I do think Mark's actually brought something to the table that could uh, <laughs> could swing the tide somewhat. He's <laughs> <laughs> actually thought about this. He's actually committed some time to thinking about His little breaks brought him back refreshed. And he's gone, you know what? I'm it's actually going to win this week. Um, well, I, think I thought, I, you know, I, I was tempted to pick another Metroidvania, but, you know. <laughs> it has been very successful. I'll, I'll say to our <laughs> listeners, guys... Give this game a chance that I'm about to nominate. If one of you guys got a timer and uh, uh I haven't got that timer. 
that's that fine. We can. You can make your own. Preferably not a Zelda tune at the moment because we know it'll. It's an endorsement of him. Have you got it, Mark? Yeah. Will the timer go off with a nice little alarm sound? It won't. Will you sing us one, please? I'll do my switch pitch song. Yeah, lovely, lovely. All right, okay. Oh, do your Sega. <laughs> do your Sega. <laughs> Sega. Yeah. Um, right, Dan. Yeah. Three, two, one. I don't know if you've ever visited the town of South Park. Um, lovely little place, lot of snow, a um, lot of foul-mouthed children there. Something I won't repeat on this podcast because we're trying to be family-friendly this week. It's uh, it's a wonderful place to live. Um, a lot of strange happenings and goings on, but something strange happened a couple of years ago where the stick of truth went missing. Um, and what this was was uh, all the kids in the area, you know, Cartman, Kyle, Kenny, Stan, Butters. All the kids uh, got involved in a adventure where they had to go and find the stick of truth, and it was very like Lord of the Rings, very you know, mythological and magical, and this amazing kind of adventure unfolded where you had to travel as Lemmy Winks up the cavity of Paris Hilton and uh, try and discover uh, exactly up tree houses where Kenny stashed all of his all of his um, belongings. Let's say uh, lo- loads going on, and what recently happened is. The Avengers happened to South Park in the fractured butthole. 30 so seconds. The fractured butthole is exactly the same premise. The kids are all having a great time. It's a turn-based strategy game, uh, J- JRPG light kind of game, but with all of the humor and nuance of South Park, it is fantastic. Uh, I played this to death. It's a wonderful game. You should really, really uh, invest some time in buying it. It's £20.49, pence, slightly over the limit of 20 quid on the eShop, but trust me, it is an absolute riot. Switch pitch, switch pitch. Thank you, Mark. Cheers, mate. Wow. I, I'm not sure what was more impressive, the pitch or the alarm noise. You happy with well, the pitch? Some... Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I hate it. <laughs> no, Thank you. I hate it. Yeah. You're disqualified, Dan, for being over. You should have checked with us beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank right. you, mate. Cheers. Three very different games again. We keep doing this. Very, I very think that's one games. of the, the good things about it. It really does split the vote a lot of the time, doesn't it? It's as if our taste is completely different. Yeah, our tastes are different. Yeah, mm. God forbid. It's, well, you've actually picked something that isn't a Metroidvania for once. So you might actually um, appeal to the mass market. And I think <laughs> you might have a shot this week, Mark. Yeah, uh, although I do really want to play Bad North, actually. I'm quite I tempted well. by that, especially after his pitch. It was quite exciting. I like oh, the, the, soundtrack, the soundtrack. I'm not going to pitch anymore, but the soundtrack is a plus. I do like well, it. Well, I picked up Bad Bear is You after your pitch last time. Um, oh, that's great game. Yeah, 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 so I picked that up. But that's nice of you, mate. That's a pleasure, mate. I thought I'd give you some props. Uh, is, is that every other time? Just Twitter didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> threw the dog a bone. <laughs> Twitter did. Twitter didn't do it. That's not a bad issue. Um, okay, so should we switch it up?
switch it up. Oh, did you like that one? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, yeah, the switch it up's going to be a good time. Good one this time. I think we've it's going to be a really, really good got, one. Um, a, a special guest. We have. <gasps> which we'll talk about later. We will get inside in a moment. Mm. I will quickly cover off one of my games because oh, it's yeah. something I think you both have played on a previous generation. Um, mm. So Super Mario Brothers or what's it actually phrased? New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Yeah. Is that the <laughs> yes. correct title? Just rolls off um, the Really fun. Great game. Great looking game. Um, I die a lot on it, but mm. I also get a hell of a lot of lives, some like 50 lives, and I think it's a classic kind of Mario trope of you going through it. Did you both play it on the Wii U? Yeah, I had yeah. it on the Wii U. It's, it's a not, great platform. Not the Deluxe, I know they've added more stuff, so it's got the, the Ouija U stuff in it, has it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I never played that, but I yeah. played the original, I had the original. So I'm only, I think I'm six or seven stages in, uh, really enjoying it at the moment, the water level still give me brain aneurysms still please <laughs> me absolutely hate them um, especially some of the new enemies like just just very clever the way that they designed it it's not too uh, obtuse but no I'm enjoying it it's a really really good game um, have either of you picked it back up or yeah I've got it have you played it much yeah I played the first three worlds I think so I'm part I've sort of just got to the end of the snow because you can choose to go the water route or the snow route. Ah, right. Okay. Um, yeah, and I've got to the end of the snow. But uh, have you seen Bertha yet? I know you're a fan. I have uh, Bertha, and I've, yeah, there's a different kind of Bertha as well with like spikes. Which spiky, you Bertha. spiky Bertha. Spiky <laughs> Bertha. Oh uh, yeah, classic. Saw her the other week. Um, one thing I have been playing it on is this 8-bit dough gamepad. Oh, they're so good. Oh, that's I've awesome. seen it advertised on Amazon and you guys, I think, have been speaking mm-hmm. about it for God knows how long. I was like, I really want to play that game with this controller mm-hmm. plus two-player. I bought a new dock, so I've got one down here now where I can play and I've also got one in the bedroom. Nice. Bound Chica Wow Wow. Um, so it meant that Soph and I can play two player um, in, in bed and just chill out you know with, with baby sleeping so the only thing that I need hopefully. now is two Bluetooth yeah hopefully two Bluetooth headsets so we don't <laughs> wake baby up with you also, oh. you also won't be able to hear baby so best not do that might not do that as well that's a really good point um, child protection services if you're listening <laughs> although you can have it can, you can probably get a blue, can you get a Bluetooth baby monitor as well so that's like tapped into the same mate i'm just nice. aug- augmenting you'd myself have, you'd have always catching it two little you did just one ear ear pieces so you've got one for the baby one for the game as a, as a member of the modding community I'm modding myself with some sort of um augmented yeah all uh, oh, right uh, i could start doing that yeah maybe or just Please. Don't drill into your own head again, Dan. We've again. told you about that before. <laughs> What's that for? We can rebuild him, but we don't want to spend a lot of money. <laughs> and then it's just Peter Griffin running with cardboard. <laughs> just Lamo arms. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mark, what have you been playing? <laughs> I just... I just... Oh, can someone out there, some, one of our artists' friends, John, somebody, please create a Dan with Labo arms for us. <laughs> like a bionic man, but A Labo. bionic Dan. Why do I keep <laughs> a on getting I get jokes about crabs. I get that much stuff that happens to me. Why can't you guys take me the brunt of the joke for once? Yeah, Jesus. actually, a little a crab body with the head of Dan, with Labo, with Labo... <laughs> Labo claws. Labo goggles on. Labo claws. And, and, and arms. Arms, arms. Arms, nice. <laughs> arms, arms, arms from arms. All of the things I don't own. Uh, Mark, you've been playing something called Momodora, which I've never heard of, and you're going to tell me about it right now. Yeah, well, Momodora, colon, reverie under the moonlight. 
Because I, I like, I I like a, my I <laughs> Remember, we're making this family friendly, Dad. It is family friendly. I'm, yeah, that's I'm family talking friendly, yeah. grammatical. Proctologist, proctologist. Yeah. Um, Thank you, yeah. <laughs> Purist. Oh, God. I think the body's got a lot of them, actually. Marmadora. Marmadora, <laughs> yeah, colon. Seven, I think, in the human body. Right, Marmadora is, you'll be surprised to hear, is a side scrolling <laughs> action adventure. Metroidvania game. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, but, you know, this one caught my eye because it's got, um, again, <laughs> it's caught my eye because it's got sort of 8-bit, 16-bit sort of graphic style, but a little bit different. All of the characters in it are female, so the the protagonist is like this um, female wizardess, uh, wizard, I guess, um, and all <laughs> the... <laughs> uh, priest, actually, she's a priestess, I think, um, or priest. I don't know. I don't know how this works with, with religious names. You really um, sound this to me at the moment. Yeah, really, Wizardy also... kind of, well, wizard, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was sort of inspired by your correcting of actress to actor earlier on, so I thought I would do the same. Thank you. Um, yeah, and it's, it's quite a short game. I think in total it's only about four or five hours long. The combat, it, you're using like a, an oak leaf, I think, to fight with. Um, the graphics, it looks gorgeous. The the combat is actually surprisingly difficult, especially some of the bosses, um, but that does appeal to me. It's only very, very lightly a Metroidvania. It's, it's not a Metroidvania in the sense that you need to collect new abilities and then backtrack. The only backtracking you need to do is after you've collected keys or a door has been unlocked for you by a character or by defeating a boss, and then you can return to an area and go through a door that you couldn't previously access. Mm. Um, the, the, there is backtracking and there is exploring of the environments and returning to different environments, but you don't, you, you've got a lot of your abilities from the outset and you, you never get to an environment where you, you require like a double jump and you have to return with that double jump. Um, which I think is one of the things that annoys people about Metrovanias. Um, as far as I can tell, I don't know why anyone would be annoyed by them, but there we are. Um, so it came it, out on the 10th of January. Um, just yeah. this in here before I forget. It's $14.99 on the USC shop or £12.59 on the UK. Yep. Um, not bad. Not bad price it for is, it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's relatively inexpensive. Thanks for that ed- um, editorial on the price. Thank you, man. Uh, <laughs> I'll do that for all of them, actually. That's a good idea. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's, um, it, it's uh, pretty cool because I think it's the fourth one in a series, and I'd, I'd never heard of the series, obviously. Um, have you guys heard of Momodora at all? Absolutely not. No. no. Sounds, so sounds like the- some sort of Polish pastry that I've never tried. <laughs> it does. But it sounds <laughs> delicious. It does sound delicious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you do you do fight a lot of pastries in the game, so maybe that was the inspiration. You don't <laughs> at all. Um, you, uh, what else was I going to say about it? Just quickly, it is... No, I can't remember. Damn it, you've ruined it. But the, bosses, the boss fights are cool. Um, if you like your sort of melancholic um, fantasy... Metroidvania is uh, recommended. Um, it's good fun. Certainly better than some of the others I've played recently. So uh, moving on to your other game. So Dead Souls is £22.49 on the UK eShop. Um, <laughs> I initially didn't really get on very well with Dead Cells. Um, found it too, too much of a linear roguelite experience. But having picked it up while on holiday um, and to just dip into and they, they recently updated it, and so I'll talk about that in a minute. 
fallen completely in love with it. So I totally get okay. why people um, rave about it now. I and and it's, I've been trying to think what's caused me to change my opinion on on the game and and why I sort of didn't like it and now I love it. Um, well, one of the things that was there from the outset that they've they've patched or changed is throughout a particular stage if you reached a certain area at a, at a fast then a door would have a timer on it and you could then go through that door to then get treasure or other, other benefits what they've done is move that speed those speed rewards to each of the hub areas the sort of um end of end of end of level bits where you can do your upgrading so and what they've done as well is give you a reward for if you're not going fast, because that was never there before. You, 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 you basically were rewarded by not going fast by survival. But now they've given you an, an extra reward. So if you, if, you, if you manage to survive 30 or, or later 60 enemies without getting hurt, there's a reward for that as well as a separate reward for if you go really fast and, and still get there through a time. Okay. Um, they've added new weapons and if you haven't played this game before it works like a sort of it's sort of like a a roguelite metroidvania i think they're calling it a roguevania um and i found that there are like permanent upgrades because and it's taken me a long time so i've, I've actually progressed now to like the fourth boss which is quite a challenge that sounds really easy but it's actually really difficult um and throughout playing those sort of multiple stages there are different um, items that you can get to that, that there are like these um, little obelisks or there are like platforms that you can't break and I've been playing for hours and hours and hours like 20 hours without knowing how to break get through any of these things or use any of them and I, I basically had to look up how to do them and basically in the first world if you go through the, the, the first area has two routes um, that you can you can leave by which takes you to, to two alternate areas and one of them is like a swamp area. And in there, there's this unlockable, which allows you to then use these obelisks throughout forever. So that's a permanent upgrade. And it's a rune. Um, and basically, that element alone has just captured me. So I now just completely love this game. And I would play it right now if I could. Um, it, it's, it's super fun. The combat is incredibly fast and dynamic and interesting. And the enemies are exciting and fun, and each world has its own style with different enemies. Um, and it, it's actually just really addictive. Um, I think I didn't give yeah. it the um, the credit it deserved when it came out because I felt like it was just blown up because of the IGN controversy. So I think it, it was, was a one big of the, hype train for it. Yeah, it? I think it really pushed the game onto a, a different level, and I kind of stepped away from it then at that point, going, well, you know, if it's getting all of this focus, maybe it's not as good as it thinks, but it's a glowing review. Um, it, like, it really is it really is an interesting game and it, I would say that it's just a really fun game to pick up and once you get used to the first few deaths and, and returning back to the beginning after you die once you get used to that and that, that that's when you get your upgrades it, that takes a little bit of getting used to for me because I don't want to get really far and then die and then restart from the beginning and, and I know that's like the classic roguelike thing but it is a little bit uh, demotivating. So hmm. once you get over that and you realize that every run is a new challenge and that there are alternate ways of uh, um, approaching it, 
Um, but I do think the new additions that they've added have made it easier for me personally to get to get involved with because I would rather go slowly and explore and take every enemy as carefully as possible and then get rewarded for that than try and rush for the reward. Um, yeah, I mean, didn't like it, but now absolutely love it. So real, real uh, 180. I think with um, with Dead Cells, you've been playing with the new Joy-Con. Just before you mention that, obviously I mentioned before the 8-bit Doe controller, I wanted to touch yeah. on the fact that people have said it's got latency issues. I don't notice any at the moment, and I'm playing it on like Super Mario Brothers. And I think if that would be the perfect type of game, a platformer to notice whether or not there is any performance issues. And I kind of think that takes it quite nicely onto whether or not this D-pad Joy-Con from Hori from your side is it complements Dead Cells more. Um yeah, you did say you've been dying quite a lot, though. So, is that yeah, I, I think that's just me <laughs> and the game. Okay, that's just player. Um, right. Well, yeah. I mean, I wanted to update the listeners on because I bought the Hori D-pad um, uh, Joy-Con, and I sort of wanted to do a bit of an update because I've now had it for a couple of months. Was and, it the Zelda one? Yeah, I bought the Zelda one. So there's three designs. There's a Mario one, a, a Zelda one. Sorry, I, I bought the Pokemon one. There's three designs: okay. a Mario and, and a sort of one with Pikachu's all over it. Um, I don't like any of the designs, actually, but <laughs> of the three, I found that the Pikachu one was the least horrible. Um, but take it out. I mean, they're all personal tastes. Check them out. I'd rather just have a, like, a plain black one or something. But Ben and I have been talking because he's thinking about getting one. We're thinking about doing a bit of a joining the modding community, if you'll have us, Dan. Maybe. And I, I might mod it. Tempted. Uh, I could probably send you the case from my old Joy-Con as well, if you wanted. I don't think it will fit because... It's got a slightly different shell, so the but you know the button that you use to release it from the dock, yeah, from from the switch is is a different location. So I think it will uh, require. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll have to just spray it, like take it off, take the shell off, and spray it, and put it back on again. Um, anyway, that was a bit of an aside. <laughs> I, I would say to people, you know, if you are if you do play a lot of portable play, um, you play a lot on just you know the switch screen, you play on the the loo a lot. Um, and you play a lot of games like Mario, like Dead Cells, like Momodora, um, that would benefit from a D-pad. This is a really good option for you because they're really cheap. It's only about 17 quid. Um, they, it, it, it's a one trick pony. Basically it gives you a D-pad. The D-pad isn't in the best location. I would prefer it if it was up where the, the, um, the analog stick is because it's still got an analog stick. Yeah. But you've got the D-pad down where the, the four buttons are on the original Joy-Con. But I would still recommend it because it gives you that exact thing. It's a one-trick pony, but it as a one-trick pony, it does that one trick really well. Um, so just then, in, in the interest of time, would you yeah. would you say this has displaced the normal Joy-Con for you? Well, yeah. I mean, you can't use this if you're playing on the TV because it, it doesn't have any um, Bluetooth. Yeah. So it's just a case with, for a D-pad. But for, it's always on my Switch yeah. unless I'm needing to play on the TV and then I switch to the other Joy-Cons. I think that's a pretty glowing review then. And I think mm-hmm. with the type of games that you play, um, especially in handheld, you know, with it is Metroidvania, 
or Roy Vaney or whatever we called it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it kind of makes sense because you get do get that tactile and it's a bit more robust than what the, the current Joy-Cons are for that type of game and it, responsive. So. It solves a problem that you'd identified very, very early on. You, you knew the kind of games that you like to play. You know the D-pad's the best way to play them. And, yeah. like, it... it solves a problem that you needed to solve so perfectly it seems. Nintendo bring us an official one you silly billies uh, yeah I mean this billies. one even though it's hoary it is like officially endorsed so the box mm. does come with like your little Nintendo stamp of approval oh, but God. the overall design does leave uh, you know a little bit it needs a little bit of that Nintendo gloss hey Dave you got a joy yeah. it's alright <laughs> you want to put seal of approval on it you're alright let's do that then Moving swiftly on, um, Pete, Monster Slayers. Yeah, so I've been playing a bit of Monster Slayers. Um, I don't want to talk too much about it because I'll take cool. a bit of time talking about the VR later. Oh, spoilers. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But, um, <laughs> tease, tease. It's basically a card-based um, roguelite again. Uh, you generate a character and then they go to different areas and have to, very similar to Darkest Dungeon, um, fight yes. against monsters. You check your path on like a grid map um, oh. and you choose which locations you go to and it will tell you the level and the type of the enemy that you face but there'll also be a merchant and the idea is to complete that area um, by defeating the boss there but you'll have to carefully select which monsters you fight them in and which order and your deck and 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 chart your path through to defeat the boss um, by making the most intelligent selection of choices before you get there. Because if you try to maybe take on a level four and you're only a level three, you could take a lot of damage and there's no way for you to heal before you then face the boss. So you've got to build yourself up and do your path correctly. It's something quite charming art style. It's like 2D. Um, Name the characters drawn. appropriately, didn't you, this week? Yeah, we had uh, Flamingo Dan. Yep. Um, he was a cleric because you set your classes and, and uh, Flamingo Dan did very, very well. Uh, he got through the first kind of whole dungeon area the first time I completed it and unlocked loads of options for the future runners. Um, <laughs> Smart Killer um, did, did, did not do so well. Okay. Um, he was a mage build, so he's really glass cannony. Like, if you, if you hit them, you killed them. But if they got to go first, you would die so, so quick. Um, so, yeah, you died. Smart, smart killer is a little bit of an ambiguous name, isn't it? Really, it just could be anyone. Could be <laughs> no, but I mean, is it someone who kills Smart, or is it a, a Smart that kills? The second of those two options. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. I was like Diablo three when Killer of Smart just appeared one day. And <laughs> yeah, like, oh yeah. my god! Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, morbid. It's, very it was quite scary. Um, mm. But the complexity in that comes up with your your deck building and because it's a rogue, like upgrading certain classes. So if you really like mm. the cleric, you can upgrade your clerics so they have slightly more mana slightly more so it makes your next run a little bit stronger with those characters you get to learn how to build I thought your you deck. meant manners then mm. it's like you can have more manners in like a <laughs> <laughs> no I think it, it's a, P's it's and a, Q's it's a I've enjoyed it so far and it's a real good pick up and play but I think there's more depth there than I've got to just yet okay so mm. it's one that you're going to jump into a little bit more this week yeah, yeah. so jumping We're, into things oh on, sorry Mark, mate. I was gonna just going to ask a quick question um, yeah, yeah. like what what would be the reason to play it like versus Darkest Dungeon, because I obviously love that game. I've already got it. You, you, maybe you've heard me talk about it before. No. Nope. But... What, darkest, oh. darkest what? Right, oh, mate, don't give me a platform. <laughs> Another game that we all own. Yeah, it's great, that. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so the, the thing that's different about it is, I guess the card deck building dynamic is where you, you get it from. So if you're ever into like Hearthstone or things like that, the, there's a very similar kind of card deck building dynamic going on to it, um, which isn't something you had in, in Darkest Dungeon there. It was more like the abilities of your characters and setting up your team. And it was that, like the balancing of that team. For this, it's the construction of those decks. Um, okay. And also, like, your character is going to die. Like, he will. Like, or she will. Like, they will die. Um, right. So it's about how long can you make them last before they do. Whereas Darkest Dungeon, although they did die frequently, that wasn't the expectation. Um, the expectation was that, like, they are likely to die, but you could... Yeah. You could have the first team that you've ever had all the way through to the end really unlikely but you could um whereas on this like you run throughs much much quicker um it's done yeah. and dusted i mean there was one character i made and he lasted two levels <laughs> he did he literally I did know. two levels and then just got killed smart and um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that he still unlocked um a belt which now all of the characters now use um like it's an heirloom right. item so so it's like dead cells in that respect, where you're yeah. you're going to die, but the things you've collected are then yes. put back at the next run. Yeah, okay. So that's so, the rogue rogue act. Yeah, and I think that's maybe the element that you quite like. You're starting to it's starting to grow on you a little bit now, maybe. Yeah, maybe I think dead cells maybe has given it to me slightly, but um, yeah, you know, but w- remains to be seen for other experiences. With, well, with, you know, the, your switch pitch, bad north. Mm. Is that a rogue light as well? I guess so to some extent, except um, you don't really inherit any of the things once you've died. Um, like You don't inherit the items that you've unlocked. You gather the items as you traverse through the islands um, and you upgrade your characters, but once they're gone, they're gone. Like You, you, you go again. Um, so no, I don't think it's truly a roguelike in, in that respect. Um, okay. But there are elements of it because there's different runs. You do different runs. So Another quick question on Bad North. How bad is the North? Oh, it's bad. Moving on. <laughs> right, okay. So um, you've also been playing something <laughs> extremely interesting for the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, Nintendo Labo Kit 4, I think, which is the... I thought it's the... Yeah, it's the fourth, isn't it? But yeah. it's the intro to... Yeah, so it's the starter kit, which is ah. the VR blaster, which is what I've got. Um, and yeah, I, it, it's... I got a little bit of help because we've been speaking about Labo before, haven't we? And we came to the conclusion that we didn't think it was for us, like our demographic as such. I think the second episode we ever made was basically saying, it's great, it's wonderful Nintendo are doing it. However, it really isn't for us. But how much is it first, just to so kind of precursor? I paid £34 for the starter set, which okay. is the price of a, a game, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, um, a cheap game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... What you get is a rather large box, and inside the box are loads of, of flat card pieces, um, and you kind of break them out and build them. Um, but I took it round to my little nephew's house. He's, he's 12. Um, he's called Charlie. Big up, and, Charlie. And he was kind enough to record a couple of his thoughts as well. Okay. Um, so maybe if we have a listen to that now. Should we do some sort of magical jingle and then put it in in three? Here comes Charlie. with Charlie, my nephew, who's 12 years old. Say hello, Charlie. Hello. And we've been talking quite a bit about uh, Labo VR. Um, 
So you have to build it first. I think that's the first thing we should talk about. What did you think of the building process? Pretty, pretty stressful. It's stressful. very stressful. In what way? Why is it stressful? It, uh, it's really hard. It's, the amount of time it takes to build that is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, uh, when it comes out of the box, it's in like flat sheets, isn't it? Yeah. And what do you have to do? It's a bit like Lego, you know, you, you, you take it all up, you out and you have to you have to fold them all fold these little cardboard pieces up and put them together and then soon that'll make the vr at first mm. then you start to make the blaster oh yeah it's in two stages so yeah. you mainly made the vr goggles and then i made the blaster i think the vr goggles how long do you reckon they took to make about an hour about an hour solid hour a solid hour yeah. And then the blaster on and off. I mean, it oh says on the... God. How long does it say on the box? It says it takes three hours. It took me longer, didn't it? Yeah, and... Ooh. I think it, t- it took me longer because I think four hours is, is if you don't look up and you focus just on the building of the blaster cannon in the starter kit. Yeah. Um, you could do it in four hours. But you have to stop. You have to rest. You have to have a cup of tea. Um, but I think we bought it hoping we could... You know, we, yeah, we thought it. We bought it, thinking we could go in, build it, get it done, then play it. But that's not the case. No. Yeah, it to. takes a lot longer, and it takes a lot of commitment to make that. <laughs> it does. I mean, once it is built, what did you think of the games? I mean, if we, it's kind of in two sections, isn't it? If we do the earlier kind of just the VR goggle games first, what were you playing with that? So with the VR, I was basically just playing this. I was in it. You can get you get put in this gravity room. Well. Zero. You, you yeah, can, it was it's gravity. zero gravity, yeah. So there's two, there's, no, not two, but uh, there's a number of games that you can play just with the VR without the blaster. Mm. So the what the one I played, which I think was quite good at first, but got quite repetitive, and I think would get quite repetitive, yeah. was um the a zero gravity room where basically you have your VR goggles and you have the two joy joy cons, and with the joy cons you can move props around and basically play with the physics of mm. the VR and the zero gravity room. That was one of the games I played. Yeah, how you did it as well, you kind of held the the, mas- the, the VR goggles, didn't you, with yeah, one hand th- and then the Joy-Con with the other. Yeah, there's no strap that you that you put on the VR. You have to hold it up with your hands. Mm. Basically with the Joy Blaster, you have to do that too. Yeah, I mean, the first one, that seemed pretty more like a tech demo, didn't it? Yeah, that, that was just a little big trial, I think. And then I think what you enjoyed more and what I think there was a bit more enjoyment in was the blaster games themselves once you've once, once I'd finally completed building the blaster. Yeah, that, um, that was really fun. Yeah, t- tell us about the games on, on the blaster one then. What, what are they like? So on the blaster, I've only played uh, like basically it's like a, it's a bit of a roller coaster. So you're on this little cart <laughs> and it's moving you around this map full of these, these pink little slime monsters which are similar to like the Splatoon characters. They do look like Splatoon. The little like they are little like slime balls <laughs> and that pink. And you basically have to shoot them while you're getting um like like driven along by this cart. Yeah, you can't control that kind of You can't you? control the cart, it's it's just automatically moving at a steady pace. So you basically shoot them, you know, and Take them all out, see how many points you can get. And there, there is know. like a drop to the shot as well, isn't there? Did you notice that? Yeah, but it's got a bit of bullet drop. 
So be careful with that if you yeah. get it. You, you take your shot and it kind of drops downwards, doesn't it? So you have to either fire a little bit in front of something or a little bit above something and, and drop it as it goes. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I quite liked about it is once it was built and, okay, the building of it was a pain, it was quite fun to watch people play it. So you, you had your dad, didn't you, having a... Yeah, it was quite funny yeah. watching them. Because there's a dog, there's a level where it's quite dark <laughs> and... Some people, when you see them playing it, they get really scared on it because they, they jump, don't they? Yeah, they do get a fright because a big, a big monster just ends up going on, coming like, fo- like just falling on top of you and yeah, and you've got to like react to it. Yeah, got to react to it and shoot these certain places on it, which, which I think is really fun. I mean, one thing I did we haven't really mentioned yet is once you've built the blaster, um, the process is you pull back like a. a, a device on the chamber which kind of reloads the shot yeah like a, it's like a pump yeah. like a pump shotgun then you press a button on the handle which is like a trigger which fires it and the whole kind of cartridge and the whole cardboard thing you've built clicks and makes this this movement which gives you a bit of feedback yeah, when you're taking the shot yeah quite satisfying sound it's, satisfying, it's, a, it's yeah. a nice click it is um and i do quite like that and i mean i'm not massively into vr but like i enjoyed that element of it uh, <coughs> as well <coughs> Um, so yeah, do, do you imagine other people kind of your age picking that up or picking up and playing it? Mm. Well, I don't. I could imagine that because you know, I, so older people like not older, but you know, not like not kids, but just over teenagers, mm. like in twenties. I think <laughs> like be specific in it, but yeah. um, I think would be better, better real re- like realizing that it's it's like the way because that's that's where a lot of virtual reality came from so for people who've played the way i'm are playing this now we'll have an idea of of it, like sort of virtual reality and controlling things with interaction yeah i think when you talk about the way seeing all the people who maybe aren't particularly gamers having like the the VR cardboard on them and firing the shots and reacting to it. They instantly knew how to do that. Just like with the Wii, when you said, "Oh, it's tennis," so just swing this like it's a tennis racket. It's there's yeah, real it's, similarities. Aren't yeah, there? it's really it's really simple in some ways because mm. you know it's it's you know it's a gun. You know you shoot it, you reload this, you shoot mm. it, and I think it's 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 one of the most fun parts about it. I think that split it out a from the crowd, like for example, Oculus Rift, that's just a, that's just a strap around your head and the VR and some little sticks. But with this, and it's expensive. Yeah, with this, it's not as expensive. It's very boring to make. <laughs> yeah, you really didn't like. Unless that, you, unless you're a genius. <laughs> no, I think I mean the building's part aside. It is what it is. Like yeah. if you're buying it, don't expect you to get out of the box and play. Um, and the games themselves, they're pretty light touch. But they are good, they're enjoyable VR experiences. Yeah. So, long and short of it, would you say people should get this? I do recommend it, but I don't recommend going in and thinking, like, with the mindset of, I'm going to build this, you know, it's going to be all this, it's fine, you're going to make it and I'm going to play it, because that's not the case. <laughs> it's, you never really get to do that, really. You just have to build it, break, build it, build it, break. Yeah. Build, it's just a lot of building. And a lot of relief after the building. Yeah, it, it, it is nice once it's done. And it is split from the crowd because it's got a very good sense of interaction with it. Because yeah. you do get to do all this fun activities with it that are very different from other VRs. Cool. 
good. But I would recommend it because it is really fun gameplay. Good. I've been enjoying it. I think you have as well, haven't you? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. That was me, uh, Pete, and Charlie. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank Bye. Cool. That's right. awesome. Yeah, so he did really well. Oh. Uh, I think uh, we'll, we'll have to watch our backs because he's a, he's a natural. I think that generation are <laughs> a little bit better at talking through mics and they're all into YouTube and stuff, aren't they? But I think we should just send them all the gear and he can start doing the podcast for us. <laughs> like, <laughs> more articulate than I am at the best time. But, um, like, the, the key points of what he's saying that I, I really do agree with, the game experiences are fun, but that building element is, is really, it gets quite tiresome. Yeah. Um, How long did it take? Sorry. So as we were saying, like it says on the box it'll take you three hours. Um, it probably Ooh. took us about four all in, maybe five, um, because you can't just do it right from start to finish. You, you have to you have to take a break. It's it's very similar to building IKEA furniture, if I'm honest. <laughs> I I didn't massively enjoy it. Oh seriously? Okay. So I that's oh, that's a shame. There were parts that I did enjoy, hmm. but it was when you go, oh, that's how that works, and then it's like, oh, I've still got more to do. Like so, it, it was it was very limited bang for your buck. Um, although what it finishes with, um, Charlie was talking about like you've the, got it here, haven't you? Yeah, so go and grab it. About the sound of it. Hang on. So, yeah. oh, I like this. I like the audio of him getting up. Mm. Here he so, comes back, sitting down. I can see the flam- I can see the flamingo cushion behind him. Yeah, now. that's fantastic, isn't it? Holding that's a giant. Big. No, no, he's holding a yeah, giant blaster. blaster. Yeah. yeah. So it's only slightly. How stained. it works is um, cardboard noise for people at home yeah quite high quality high quality cardboard but the thing that works really well and we were talking about it with Charlie is when you pull back um, the shot there's like an inner chamber which is all of course made out of cardboard but then when you press the trigger which is a button on the back it releases the elastic bands to push like the clacker the box into the the socket so it makes like a, a feedback every time you shoot and a really nice sound and feel. Tactile. Ooh, so do that again. So that's it going back. That's the noise of it. That's sturdy. So every time you fire it, you, you get that kind of feedback from like the judder of the shot, and it, it, it's really cleverly done. Um, so no, that that is really nice. It's a nice product. I imagine, um, I mean, I got my dad to play it, and like, so every demographic's had a go. And it's... <laughs> it's um, <laughs> Like every age demographic um, <laughs> yeah. has had a go, and the, it, there was something in it for them. I mean, they knew exactly what to do the moment they put it on their face. Um, <laughs> my idea is that get it with your eyes open, know what you're getting. It is a construction project, and then it, it, it's a it's a good game. At the end of it, it's just a bit light touch. Um, yeah, I think it's um, it's quite funny because this could either be a labo set. Or it could be me throwing an apple into a box from a little. Yeah, it could you be. You wouldn't know. <laughs> On the audio, you just wouldn't know. It could be either. Oh, there's the apple. There it is in the mm. box. But it's sturdy. It's really good. I like the, the fastening parts where the Joy-Cons go because Joy-Cons aren't cheap. No. And the fact that this houses them relatively safely. I like I like the feeling of the handle. At first, mm. I was like, oh, it doesn't feel as sturdy. But when you actually grip it properly and you hold it in the right way, I think it's cool. Um, you had a go It, does, it does look what really solid. Think? It looks like... You've bought that, that's been bought from a shop. It looks solid, looks like mm. something off Starlink. Well, well done, <laughs> the shape <laughs> of it just looks like, yeah, well done, Pete. Well, Charlie's got to take credit. He did the VR goggles, which are where did I put them? He did, he sat on them. No, it's less. <laughs> well, 
this, which is like a, the VR goggles thing. Now that really is sturdy because that, that's housing the switch as well. And that, there's that a feels... lock that goes over the top, which I didn't bring with us because that's got one built in. So the only negative thing about the goggles, um, I think for when the update comes for Mario Odyssey and Zelda is it doesn't come with a head strap and you can see a lot of people bring like making their own online, Yeah. which, okay, yeah, it's great. In- that ingenuity. does plug into the whole kind of like custom I just don't make th- thing. Also think as well, like you shouldn't really be playing VR for too long. I think there mm. are some um, <laughs> side effects of health. So for me, when I played it, I get motion sick quite bad, mm. but I get motion sick in the car if I read a text message. So I'm not exactly the best person to, to speak to when it comes to VR. But what did, what did you think of the gameplay of it? I thought it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Um, the So what game did you guys play? Just to just elaborate on what you played. It's the Blaster game. I don't know what it's called. Anything. Yeah. It's like, an, it's just the, the game. There's three games that come with the Blaster and there's like eight games that come with just the VR goggles without the Blaster. Um, oh, cool. But the, the one that you played, you, you were doing like the on the rails. Yeah, you're on rails and there's these kind of pink gloopy bolts. It feels like it's been built in like the Splatoon engine. Yeah, that's so what Charlie was saying. Yeah. When you shoot the your shot and you can see like almost like, um, it's like a grenade kind of bullet yeah. thing that goes off. It's got a natural curvature to it. Mm. And I think I pulled off a couple, whereas you're on the move, you're going relatively slowly and you can just clink, clink, bump and then shoot it off and you can just see the curvature the hit something. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, couple hundred yards away mm. and it's really gratifying and I was like right okay for 35 quid that's worth it mm. especially when you're just like looking around and then you hit one off like behind you and the, yeah the, the thing I liked well, you can lean so yeah as, yeah. as you're moving you, you kind of do a sidewards lean and you wouldn't think it would work yeah, yeah. but because you're in like the VR of course it works and you can do it like a lean shot if you think, oh, he's just got away. Oh, wait, I can just lean back. <laughs> but it's important it's done as well. very nicely. With it being on rails, like I said, I get motion sick, but I, I need to elaborate on that. I get very poor, like really poorly yeah. motion sickness. That wasn't as bad as what I've done with PlayStation VR before mm. because the quality of the screen isn't as in-depth as PlayStation VR, obviously, because this is 35 quid yeah. as opposed to 250 or whatever it might be. Um, it does absolutely fine at it's that price point at yeah, that as well great. it does absolutely fine I think if I, I wasn't really into VR gaming and I wasn't really into Labo like I, those two things just I wasn't sitting here thinking let's do a Labo podcast yeah, yeah. but making that <laughs> and but once they were combined yeah who knew who knew yeah. it's like pockets and monsters like who knew but um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's <laughs> I, I've really enjoyed it and it really gives me a feeling of th- this is Nintendo in their stride, like just doing something completely bonkers. Like, but it works. I mean, for them, they're literally shipping you cardboard. There's no production for them, really. They just like set it all up. It's ingenious when you build it as well. Yeah. Like how all the different pieces fit together. Whoever d- did that, like, it's incredible. You just follow the instructions on the Switch and it guides you through how to do it. You can't really make a mistake. It's done it very well, even though it's complicated. Yeah. Um, I just wish IKEA furniture came with the like the video <laughs> yeah. guide. It's, it's I so would love brilliant. Lego as well. Yeah, that would be great if Nintendo made IKEA um, <laughs> video. <laughs> uh, but they, they should sell if if they're not already. These should be for sale in the IKEA stores. Yeah, it's a great idea. It definitely lands with that. I, I mean, I could imagine you setting up. You know, they've got like the driving wheel one and they've got, you could get yourself a little VR or Labo arcade set up and a little desk yeah. and stuff like that. It'd be mega. Like there's kids that could really enjoy that. I don't think the other Labos for me, I think this one is a really good bit of fun and well worth it. I, I think 34 as an asking price for it 
I think that's fair enough. I, I've really enjoyed it so far, and I will keep coming back to it for just beating my high scores and things like I that. I think the original point of what you said um, when we were just talking over text on it of mm. since the Wii, you haven't really had an experience mm. where you can share something with like your family around you. Don't play as many <laughs> games and go like, have a go with this. Yeah. And then when they do it, it's like you get that gratification yeah, of like yeah. they're enjoying something which maybe they wouldn't have ever thought to no. have played or thought games are like this now. No. Um, and it, it's instantly like you don't need to explain. Like just put that on your head, off you go. Yeah. And they're done. They're going like within no, minutes. Exactly they're like do. playing it and hitting. I was like, oh, I nearly hit that. And yeah, like, yeah. It's like you can't really get that any other way. You, you can't hand like your granddad hey, <laughs> a PlayStation controller and say, go on, shoot that on Call of Duty. But you can give him I, that and he'd be able to shoot the lobules from Splatoon, it seems. I like how, <laughs> I like how they're leaving the experience as first party as well. They're not mm. bringing any third party in there because there's, you know, Doom have got VFR, mm. uh, VFR, which I won't say what that means um but on the playstation um vr and that's you know on rails experience really great they've got loads of third-party games psvr whereas they're just putting the time into labo themselves they could do a lot with this though you know if they wanted to but i just don't think they will i don't think they need to if the switch was like a portable low spec version for third parties that's that's the switch fills a gap doesn't it it's like a cheaper low-end console but portable. But portable. This is like a cheaper low-end VR, yeah. which could take in elements from... Because I know there's a Skyrim-like VR-type mm. game, isn't there? That like Imagine that, if they, that they brought kind of Labo compatibility with that, the game's already Well, so, there. that's something we forgot to talk about, actually, in the news, was that the big news, I guess, for the last few weeks has been the Labo compatibility with Zelda and Odyssey coming mm. out soon. I think that was something I wanted to quickly touch on. I know it's not out yet. I don't know when it's released. Mm. No, I'm not sure. Look into that, um, but it's it's not far away either way. I think it's at the end of the month. I remember rightly. So I'd be interested to see. You can play the entire entirety of Zelda within that within VR, mm. and I think there's a specific Mario Odyssey experience, isn't there? I don't think it's the yeah. Whole that's game. what I heard. There's like a new area or something with with specific challenges. Yeah, but yeah, that looks absolutely fantastic, and I think I'm. I'm tempted to buy it just for the Zelda experience although like I said before holding my hands up and holding it to my face I reckon that'll be a 30-40 minute yeah. experience at best your arm does get yeah. tired it does I mean part of the thing of playing the VR socially like with a group of people and handing it round is that your arms don't ache because like, yeah, yeah. you get a bit of time off but I, I, I've seen people do custom grips or custom straps for the, the lab over yeah. mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised because there's definitely scope for it that yeah. they could like it They've been so ingenious with the making of it. I, I don't see how they they would miss a step and, and not include a way to attach a strap somehow. It would be, um, it's interesting to see what they do next. Mm. Again, interesting to see what this guy does next. It's important that we move on to Mark's section, which is called... <laughs> Mario was marrying a baby. Don't you play the game every time 
I do love Sorry that about tune. that, Dan. Uh, I do love <laughs> the tune. Thank you for, like, segueing into the tune <laughs> with the tune. <laughs> um, got, a lot of, got a lot of props to that tune this week. AJ yeah. Borden was saying he loves that tune. Oh, no, it's, it's yeah. really solid. Yeah, it's solid. Quite happy with that one. Quite happy. Yeah, but he, he has gone completely insane. He so uh, actually, that explain it. Yeah, he's been spending a lot of time with Ben. Um, and I yeah. don't think he was too happy when I uh, changed his name to Ellen Page of Borden and then sent a, a logo <laughs> over to him. He, I, he didn't respond well to that. He didn't like it on Twitter. So, <sighs> Sorry, Stevie. Sorry, mate. Um, oh. Mark, what the devil is Mario Osmario for people that have never listened before? Can I, can I just tell you what Mario Osmario is, guys? Uh, <laughs> 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 this game is Mario Osmario. Um, this is the game where I dig up four weird, wonderful, wacky facts about a particular video game. But one, just one, Pete, of those facts is completely fictitious, invented by me. Just three? <laughs> I just, I just. <laughs> um, each team, uh, each team, sorry. The each, team, dream the team. The team will need to use their brain power, need to think to work out which one is the fake. Um, are you guys ready for this, this time? Absolutely ready, I think. Um, I, I was born ready. Did Ben help last time? Did we win the one with Ben? No, we didn't. No, you didn't. And then we did a special, which is coming out soon, audio. Um, we did so a bonanza. Um, let me drop this one in for you guys. Okay. Is it on WhatsApp? WhatsApp? No, I'll be doing it into Skype because... Oh, I can't get that. I'll have to share it with oh. There you go. It's on the screen. It's on the screen. Ooh, look at that. Yeah, I thought that was a bit better because you guys got airplane mode and we've had trouble with that before. Right. We've got... Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, or <laughs> Yoshi's Silent, which is a damn difficult one to say. Shossi, right. Shossi, I can't say that. Shoshi's Silent. <laughs> yeah. Without being <laughs> racist in some way. Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, or Shoshi's Silent. Sounds a bit like Sean Connery. It sounds like you know those texts where yeah. you read and you gradually get drunk. Shoshi's Silent. Hey. Hey. <laughs> It's Dutch Dan. Hey, sexy ladies. <laughs> Trying a pancake. Hey. All right. Are we ready, boys? Fact <laughs> number one. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, fact number one. The style came about because Miyamoto disliked the graphics of the early PlayStation games. Mm. Well, fact him and everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fact number two. It would be 14 years before the next console Mario 2D side-scroller. 14 years? Okay. Okay. Thanks, Pete. I don't know which one Pete's going with. Pete, if you could do that one, it really adds an element of uh, <laughs> of skepticism. I really like it. Yeah. No. I'll, uh, I'll fact number in. three: its first sequel was due to be called Yoshi's Island Two, but changed last minute to Yoshi's Island DS. Hmm. I was waiting for you, Pete, but no. <laughs> That's exactly what I sound like. Yeah. <laughs> and fact number four. Yoshi's first headline title was given three region-specific names. Yoshi, Yoshi's Egg, and Mario and Yoshi. Okay, so number one, the style came about because Miyamoto disliked the graphics of the early PlayStation games. Seems believable. Yeah, plausible. Yeah. Two, it would be 14 years before the next console Mario 2D side-scroller. That just seems too long. Well, I... Struggling to understand that as a 
you can clarify. So it's just a fact. So we're just saying it's so um, for it's the next Mario side scroller was fourteen years after this. Yeah. So that's that's the fact or fiction that you put in. Okay. Um, fourteen years. It feels a little bit long. It does. Okay, its first sequel was due to be called Yoshi's Island 2. Yes, sorry. But changed last minute to Yoshi's Island DS. Mm. Plausible. Plausible. For Yoshi, first headline title was given three region-specific names. Yoshi, Yoshi's Egg, and Mario and Yoshi. Yeah, that, that doesn't feel right. Mm. Oh, for God's sake. Okay, for the, the ones that I think are... are Sashi's Silent. So the ones that I, I don't... If it was going to be one of them, I'd go for number two being the one that's not true. Mm. Or number four. That, that's, the, that's, that's my gut feeling. I just do this for Dan's face every time. Because you're just king of BS. DS. Yoshi's Island. Yes. DS. <laughs> We've had a BS. That was in the... Uh, <laughs> what was that? Dr. Mario. BS. It yeah, was, yeah. yeah. So the style came about because Miyamoto disliked the graphics of the early PlayStation games. I don't know. Is What's it between for you? Super Mario World 2 released after PlayStation. What was it released on? Snap. This is embarrassing, guys. Well, Fact number five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on. Tell us. Yoshi's Island was released on PlayStation 2. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying that one is incorrect then. Um, It was released on the SNES, boys. Yeah, SNES. So if it's SNES, then why would... It must... So what was after? How far away did the N64 come out after the PlayStation? Oh, it was in the same fight, wasn't it? It was in the same fight, but was it within the same... 14 years feels way too long. From snares. So, what was our next two D Mario? Beyond. Oh well, you'd have the sixty four generation, wouldn't you? And then it was all about yeah, Mario sixty four. It was all. So in console, it's been quite a while since you've had like a. Wasn't Paper Mario or Mario RPG? Is that a side scroller? It's not a. Pl- I mean, it's not a platformer, but two D side scroller. I'm going to go... Actually, I've changed my mind. It's it's on that cusp of three... There's been 2D Marios maybe afterwards which might have been portable, but they, they kind of pushed 3D, didn't they, after the snares? So. The way he's put a number one early PlayStation games makes me think that there was some overlap from the snares into mm. the PlayStation gen. So are we thinking two is now truth? Yeah. Which means the only one that I think isn't truth at the moment would be for why wouldn't that be Yoshi's Egg Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Egg Yoshi Mario and Yoshi you wouldn't have Mario in the title would you if it was region specific and it's already says Super Mario World 2 Mm. at the top would you call a game Super Mario World 2 Mario and Yoshi maybe I don't know if you would maybe I don't think you would I think you'd just call it Yoshi's Island. <laughs> Sensibly. I don't know why it changed. Okay. What, what's your gut feeling then? It's going to be wrong, but I think either four or I'm still on the fence about one. Should we go with one? That's the one I'm on the fence about. Let's go with one. Let's go with one. I'll go with one. 
I think that's the one that's that's I don't know. not true. I don't know. Like rock paper scissors. We're going for four. Oh, we're going for we're four. Okay, four yeah. In. Lock four in, please. He's gonna love it if we've guessed the wrong one and it was yeah. one. Lock in four. I Come think, on. I think we sold ourselves well there for the listeners. Thank you, listeners. Okay, you're locking in four. Right, thanks, guys. That was uh, enlightening. Um, right, we will. I will do <laughs> this in the. Metroidvania of humour. It's like giving a, a dog a gun and a bullet, and it just going. I have no idea. I can't even comprehend. <laughs> Carry on, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Let's see this. It's okay. I will do this in the order to drum up a bit of anxiety. Um, fact number three: its first sequel was due to be called Yoshi's Island Two, but changed last minute to Yoshi's Island DS. Is in fact true, and cool. so that one's a Mario. Um, that one is true. No one really knows why, um, but it was just last minute. It was called Yoshi's Island Two on paper. And then they were just about to ship it, and the name got changed to Yoshi's on DS. It was obviously released on the DS, so maybe they were just trying to mm. give it a, a console-specific title. Well, oh, yeah. like the console-specific titles really work as well. I mean, one, two, Switch. The only reason that's selling so much is got Switch in there. Like, and Absolutely, yeah. Wii Sports. Super Mario Wii U. Even though that was packaged yeah. in with everything. Mm. <laughs> Breath of the Switch. Breath of the Switch. Switch yeah. Classic. Yeah, yeah. Mario Mar- Switch. Yep. Darker <laughs> Switch was a... <laughs> All dark as switch, I'll get there. Um, <laughs> fact, <laughs> fact number two, it would be 14 years before the next console Mario 2D side-scroller. Console. You didn't pick this one, but the keywords are two, the keywords are 2D, Mario is crucial, and console is crucial. Mm. So the next one after this was um, New Super Mario Brothers on the Wii, which was 14 years later. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah wow. and it's crucial that it's part of the Mario uh, universe, mm. so it has to be that to make sense because there were other ones. Mm. So we were right then, it's either one yeah. or four. So it was one or four. Oh. You're absolutely right, it was one or four. Okay, so. Okay, um, fact, out of our number, misery. fact number well, there's no chance. <laughs> <laughs> fact number one the style came about because Miyamoto disliked the graphics of the early PlayStation games. Now, it's interesting you guys sort of thought about this one but didn't pick it because there was a crossover. There was a crossover because uh, um, the SNES was still around when the PlayStation came out um, and Yoshi's Island did come out really late in the um, in the SNES's life. But this one is fiction. Oh. He actually, and you're going to love this, Dan, he actually went with the graphic style because he disliked the graphics of the Donkey Kong Country games. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he just thought that the um, that attempt to sort of give them uh, like a 3D sort of look. Oh, didn't that, like. that realistic kind of backgrounds with the trees. And, yeah. yeah, and he wanted to double down on sort of more artistic cartoony effects. How did um, he make that call so late on in the life cycle of a game as well? So, like, surely you'd have... You didn't. Donkey Kong Country came out ages before in the SNES. Remember, the PlayStation thing is just me tricking you. Apologies, yeah, completely. Yeah. Um, the Another interesting thing about the art style, when they originally pitched the more cartoony art style to the marketing team, they rejected the initial pitch from Miyamoto. Um, and then he, instead of changing it to be more like Donkey Kong Country, which is what they wanted, he then just doubled down into an even more... 
uh, cartoony graphical style, which they then accepted. Mm. Um, and another interesting fact about the graphics, the artists actually drew all the graphics by hand, oh, which okay. you can tell by looking at it. And then they were, it was then scanned and approximated pixel by pixel to create the game. <laughs> Must have been a laborious process. Would have been a labor of love, no doubt. Gorgeous game that stands up even now. Just to finish up, fact number four, Yoshi's first headline titles um, were was one game, but were given three different titles. It was called Yoshi in the United States. Mm. It was called Yoshi's Egg in Japan. And it was called Mario and Yoshi in Europe. So Super Mario World 2, Mario and Yoshi. No, 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 no. Just Didn't those names, yeah. No, just we those went names. down the wrong rabbit hole. Uh, okay. So Again, it wasn't close, co- but no cigar. Oh, well, I pulled you away from yeah, one. Well played, guys. I oh, know, I enjoyed it. Like, I don't have to be right all the time. Frequently, I'm not. So uh, <laughs> I think you can probably take a, take that one, actually. And, uh, I'll, I'll take the L for that. Um, great game, Mark. Enjoyed that. And what was the name of the game? The game is... very busy couple of weeks um notably another game on here that you guys definitely won't be switch pitched against which is final fantasy 10 and 10 2 hd remaster because that is coming out at 45 pounds which is ridiculous for a game that's been out for over 10 years i just sometimes think and i might get a bit of hate for this they're a bit smug square enix square enix no they really are they they haven't made a great game in God knows how many years. Okay, debatably according to me. Um debatably with Dragon <laughs> Quest. I think the recent game's very good, but they haven't made a good Final Fantasy game in a long time. A little bit smug, oh. maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think they're just cashing in sadly and development time of the Final Fantasy uh, Final Fantasy Seven remake as well is just kinda um making it even more clear. I, I, I might be wrong, obviously. We might be wrong. I, I, I wish they'd made the effort to fix a couple of the annoying things that people have said about 7 and 9, mm. that they've still got this bugs in from the mobile releases or whatever, and it would have been nice if they'd just made the effort to make these the definitive ports. Mm. It sort of feels like, right, we're just going to get these out, bit of a cash grab. It'll sell. People will really buy them is. anyway. Yeah. Yep. It's shown that by the fact they're in the top 10 in the e-store, but yeah. e-shop, I should say. So um, that's out on the 16th, which we're recording this on Sunday. That's coming out on Tuesday. I will be picking it up, annoyingly. Um, next on the 16th, um, my time at Porsche. <laughs> to be fair, though, ten two is the definitive remaster. Uh, sorry, oh, 10 and ten two is. 10. Oh, okay. ten, 10 holds up really well. And I think we've all said the same thing. Of, if you want to jump into a Final Fantasy, 10 or 12 are probably the best ones for newcomers. And if um, you... Um if the pa- you know, if the pound becomes, you know, stronger again, yeah, at some some future date, then you might be able to sneak it into a half price sale Potentially. for a switch bit. Absolutely, and get you both to buy it eventually. Uh, <laughs> yep. Doubtful. Um, so my time at Porsche is also out on the sixteenth. I've heard good things about it, that. Um, I think 
it had a couple of pro- like it's a popular game. It's a little bit like a, a farming kind of yeah. social mm. kind of game. Um, I think it got a bit of bad publicity because its loading times on Switch were like appalling, like some oh. like really long loading times. And then quite recently, um, they've just posted on Twitter that they've done a lot of work, that they've improved it, that, that like don't just believe the early stuff, like look at it now kind of thing. Okay. It's, a, it's a game that I definitely think the missus will be interested in. Um, and maybe I'd play alongside as well. It, it, yeah. it looks quite good. Quite it looks beautiful. It looks really nice. Twenty four ninety nine. Just very quickly, the overview says: Restore your pars. Restore your pars. Neglected workshop to its former glory by fulfilling commissions, growing cop- crops, uh, raising animals, and befriending the quirky inhabitants of this charming post-apocalyptic land. That took a turn. Um, <laughs> so that is also out on the sixteenth. Just going back onto my list. Um, Path to Menem, Menemans. Can you say that? Menem no sign. Menem no sign. It's got an M and N and N after it. Cheeky, mm-hmm. cheeky. Uh, that's on the 16th. That's £8.99. Tanks meet zombies. Um, you know, that, that classic meetup that we've been waiting for. That's £8.99. That's on the 16th. Something I'm actually quite interested in. Um, that is coming up at £0 at the moment on the 16th. Is Warhammer Age of Sigmar Champions. Is that a free to play? Oh, yeah, it might be. It's like a card-based one, I think. They are usually pretty high production-quality Warhammer games, and I haven't played one in ages, so I might jump into that. Uh, Truba Brook is out on the 18th. That's a lot 20- of love for that out there. That's £22.49. Just diving into the overview on that one. It's 10% off if you pre-order. Truba Brook is a, th- a thrilling mystery sci-fi adventure game. Enjoy an adventurous vacation to a 1960s parallel universe. A sci-fi mystery adventure game with handmade scenery. Okay. Um, Our World Has Ended. That's out on the 18th. That's getting a hell of a lot of love. That's £35.99. I don't know a lot about this. Again, there's a discount there if you pre-order from 39 down to 35.99. The overview is a world between reality and fiction. Explore a faithful recorrection of Asasuka, one of Tokyo's most iconic districts as elements from the game worlds will slowly manifest themselves and threaten to destroy, destroy the entire district itself. Uh, splendid artwork and outstanding visual, visuals. I love how they read that and then they always put that in. Um, okay, so on the 18th again, Slabwell, the quest for Kat Kun's alpaca. Nice, well said. £6.99. Uh, Pixel Maker Studio, that's £8.99. That's on the Wii U. Uh, still some uh, stuff coming out on the Wii U there. Uh, the Knight and the Dragon, uh, £7.19. That's Nintendo Switch again. The Padre, Ooh, £17.99. Uh, cafeteria Nipponica, £8.99. Uh, Day D, Through Time, all these on the 18th, by the way, £7.89. Hell is Other Demons, that's £8.99. Sudoku Relax, two things I do not put together, that's £4.59. And something that absolutely is not relaxing, that's still on the 18th for £16.99, which is a ridiculous steal. People listening is Cuphead. Um, that's something I think you're jumping into, Mark. I'll be grabbing that. Was that the 18th, mate? That's on the 18th. That's yeah, I'm looking forward Thursday. to that. That's Thursday. Uh, just in time for the long weekend in the UK. Are you going to yeah. get it, Pete? Oh, yeah. Is that your type of game? Um, it looks like my kind of game, but I heard it is super, super challenging. Um, so I might wait, see a couple of reviews, see what I think of it. Like, I, The art style of it is brilliant and i love that but it might be just that little bit tough for me a little bit frustrating maybe i don't know it is and it was something that i played for the best part of two hours and then sold the xbox because of it so i still <laughs> well, got it technically okay, okay anything i bought on the xbox is on 
the PC. Oh yeah, you could maybe so run it on there. I have. I've been playing it on there, so I can get oh, the eight bit dough and then have a play. So if mm. you want to, we'll have a little look after this. Um, selling the house next. That's it. That's it. It's <laughs> one game. <laughs> <laughs> one game. I think that our group are quite interested in Katana Zero. That's out on the 18th oh, as yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of love for that in the Switch Island clan slash posse slash gang. Uh, next, Motorush GT. That's also that's on the 19th. That's £9.44. Uh, on the 19th as well, you died, but a necromancer revived you, which is a fantastic name. That's is that the name? Yeah. Let's have a little look at what that is, because that's uh, that's interesting. So that's £7.99. The title, uh-huh. uh, You Die But Necromancer Revive You, and will keep reviving you back to their crazy tower of death until you reach the top floor and get rid of them, allowing you to finally be free. So some sort of tower game. Um, <laughs> the 19th Dawn of Survivors, the 19th... Just one, one thing with that Dawn of Survivors, like, I did a bit of looking into that one after oh. a few people were talking on Twitter. £1.59. Really cheap, but... It's like a survival game. There's PvP elements. There's PvE as well, defending against horde of zombies. The from, description of it looks great. Yeah, from decaying cities to dark forests, you will fight through hordes of zombies and desperate scavengers. Find food, build shelter, prepare yourself for when the sun rises, so do the dead. So that sounds like... I mean, when you look at it, I, I haven't found any videos on it, and it seems to be coming out quite recently, which gets me a bit nervous. Uh, but the fact it's so cheap, and some of the elements that it's saying it's got in it... it it's definitely one to watch, I think. I think it'll be quite interesting. I think I'll lean on you for that in the next mm. pod. Good, that's good one for a, a future Switch pitch, perhaps £1.59. Yeah, right. <laughs> Your bank manager's <laughs> like, stop buying games. Like, what, what are you doing, man? <laughs> the listeners don't care about cost, sadly. They're going to make no, us buy they what they want. Uh, so Active Soccer 2019, that's £8.99 on the 19th. I've not looked into that. Dragon's Dogma, Dark Arisen, that's on Switch. Very interesting. Oh. £4.99 that's a very peak game so uh, critically acclaimed thank Mm. you critical acclaimed action RPG Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen combines exhilarating and deep combat with the freedom to explore a huge open world enter the high fantasy setting of Grancis a land where fabled (laughs) monsters such as dragons roam so you get to choose, choose between classes, etc. You love all that. You yeah. love that, mate. That's oh. on the 23rd of April. Also on the 23rd of April, Mortal Kombat 11. Um, the download version, just standard, is 50 for £54.99. Wow. Oh, so The expensive. standard edition? Just the standard edition, yeah. What are they? That's ludicrous. Just on the eShop. I know. I know. Uh, let's have a little look. It is definitely gratuitous. Yeah, it's... Yep. Sorry, I'm just nice. trying to see if it's got any of the other versions <laughs> on there. No, it's not. Loves itself. Uh, also on the 23rd, Beyond Enemy Lines, Covert Operations, um, Deponia on the 24th of April. I've not heard of that. Oh, I've played Deponia. It's 99 so I'm guessing that's a, an older game. It's a, it's a point-and-click game. Uh, there's three in the series, but they're, they're pretty good, pretty fu- they're funny, uh, good puzzles. I think you might like it, actually, Dan. Oh, I'm quite interested about that. Um, so whiz through the rest of these just to see if there's anything that jumps out. So say, guys, if there's anything that catches your interest. Lost King's Lullaby, uh, that's out on the 25th. Homo Machina, that's out on the 25th. Uh, Vandals, that's out on the 25th. Type, colon, rider. <laughs> colon, rider is £3.19, and that's out on the 25th. Uh, Agalos, uh, that's out on the 25th. Death Coming, that's on the 25th. Steamworld Quest, Hang of Gilgamesh, which yeah. our boy Ben has got a review code for. That looks yep. really good. It's probably one of the biggest games I've actually got a review code for. That's quite interesting. Um, he's he's yep. enjoying his time with it. I don't think we can talk about it too much. Um, 
we, so. we we can talk about the card thing because I mean Pete's been talking about card deck building sort of games quite a lot on this. So sure. is it something you're interested in, Pete? Definitely, it's a dynamic I really like, and it's something that I got into more. Well, I play quite a bit of Hearthstone, but then when you bring in like the deck building element into RPGs, it it really does work nicely because it's like a depth of complexity and like a, just enough risk so that when the card you want actually comes up, it's like oh, brilliant! <laughs> I'm glad I put that there. And then there's like the 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 risk and reward element of that to combat. It works really nice. I, I am nervous about the card aspect of it because I just I, don't, I haven't played any of those. I haven't played any of the card games except for like you know actual games. Like yeah. I had to stop playing Hearthstone because it was oh, um, it was too addictive on especially on mobile. Okay. It's just so easy to jump into and it's it's a really really great crafted game. Plus yeah. I think the I think. Um, the image and form are being very clever in selecting this as like the next step for what they built mm. because it's not as AAA necessary, if that makes sense. Like you don't have to put as much time into it in my eyes of like, you know, the aesthetics are still great from what they've got from the previous engine for SteamWorld. Mm. Um, but really the deck building and the, um, I'd say the, you know, intricacies that that brings seems to be where they put a lot of their energy. So yeah, really by, by using this, by using the Steam World brand, they're going to bring a lot of people in that, that wouldn't have bought it if they just called it like Hand of Gilgamesh without yeah. the Steam World element. Yeah, exact egg salad. Um, so also on the twenty sixth is Muro Chronicle Hyper. That's twenty six pounds ninety nine. Another game I've never heard of on the twenty sixth. Box Boy and Box Girl. That sounds oh, terrible. I'll be getting that. <laughs> yeah. What is? I it? love me a well. It's puzzle it's a, kind of platform. Thing. Yeah, it's a puzzle platform. But this one is like co-op designed so it's you've got box girl as well and you basically have to get across gaps and across spikes and things and solve various puzzle platformy bits but you sort of do it by extending your box okay um and then little old game right at the end of the uh, end of the month on the 30th of april is final fantasy 12 the zodiac age which is the best version of that game um it's a gorgeous looking game it came right at the end How of the playstation 2 44 pounds 99 thank um, god for that yeah, it's, <laughs> 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 so i'm not nervous every time he mentions them now i know i know well to be fair other than eight i don't think there's anything else in the final oh, fantasy arsenal no. that i can get you guys with but until final fantasy 14 comes out and then it's like i think that's a subscription model so we'll be paying a five for every blooming month well as long as you play four months of it, it'll be fine um 12 is fantastic the zodiac version of the game is brilliant because it includes a different dynamic for leveling up um which the western versions didn't include originally uh, the Zodiac is the, the kind of, I can't hard to explain it, but you know, with Final Fantasy, you have the kind of, um, what would you call it? RPG, where you've got the parts where you select your different... Jobs? Yeah, different... No, jobs not, but where talent you want to... Talent tree? Yeah, talent tree. Mm. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Thank oh, you. Go on. So the, the Zodiac talent tree, if you were, is a far better way of um, doing that. And the battle system, the Zodiac battle system is far better as well. So It's like an a- action... Uh, it's, not t- it's not fully turn-based. It's a bit like Xenoblade, isn't it? Well, this is the game where I think a lot of people left Square Enix and then went over to the team that built Xenoblade Chronicles. Ooh. If I'm right. Monolith Soft. That's it. Um, and a lot of people will say this is the precursor to a Xenoblade game. So mm-hmm. if that doesn't persuade Pete, then nothing else will. I'm in. And <laughs> that is it for April. So what's your takeaway for that? What's your, April what is, a, is a big month for games, isn't it? It, it? it already has been. There's been like the Labo launch. There's been like announcements about Cuphead already. <laughs> like, yeah, there, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of good quality games that have come out in April. It's been a good month. 
Are you going to get any of those, Pete? What are you thinking about getting? Uh, Dragon's Dogma is pretty much locked in cert. I'll, I'll be getting that, I think. Um, okay. I'm, might be day one, actually. I'm really interested Ooh. in it. I like I like the look of it. But It's we'll, got some we'll good see. reviews. Lots of like 8s and 8.5s it, across the board. I think it's one of those games that um, people look at it quite romantically from the past, but they've released it at a sensible price for a game that it is. It, it's like 25. They're not, they're not saying, oh, this is a game that people liked in the past. 40 quid, please. Like it seems to be like quite a reasonable pricing for it. They did it with, I mean, I think we spoke about Darksiders. Hmm. Like they did a similar thing. That's a, mm. a, a well-loved game. They brought it back. It's not going to cost you a full 40. It's going to cost you like a 25. I think it was, was it? Was it? Uh, no, I don't know, mate. 20, I think it was 24.99, yeah. Yeah, so I think, I, I like that. I think it's a good price point for games that are coming out that have been out in the past and they've they've done the dot they've they've done a bit of rework to them. Do you hear that Capcom? Price. Do you hear that Square? <laughs> yeah. Listen to Pete. I know. I I really do think that's the right mark to come in at. It, it's not mark. a new experience. It's it's a it's it's a, a an experience that you're having again. So have it for twenty five. I'd say that seems about fair. And think- and can I just read one of the reviews here? This this is a IGN um, quote about Dark Arisen, a valid alternative to The Witcher 3 or Dark Souls. Dan, valid alternative to Witcher 3. Tempting. Mm. Very interesting. Very interesting. The closest you're going to get on Switch to, to something it like will be. Witcher 3. It will be. And I think until Witcher 3 actually comes out on Switch, which I reckon will happen. Um, yeah. Is there anything jumping out at you, Mark? What are you picking up day one? Uh, probably Katana Zero, Cuphead, and um, Hand of Gilgamesh. Box Boy, Box Girl? Oh, yeah, that too. Damn it, there's too many. That's I can't afford any of those. <laughs> I I'm like, just going to um, wait. I'll wait till May and then buy all of them then. My takeaway, Final Fantasy X and twelve. although I don't think I'll buy both this month. Uh, Trooper Brook, that looks... <laughs> shut up. Uh, Trooper Brook <laughs> looks good. Cuphead, obviously. Katana Zero, I agree with you on that one. I'm going to wait for you guys. I'll see what Pete thinks of Dragon's Dogma. Um, yeah. Disappointed by Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, Steam World Quest. Uh, yeah stick it to those guys Big I think month. Uh, it's a huge month for Nintendo considering I think the first podcast of the year we were a little bit like oh, trepidation of what's, what's actually what's coming we didn't really know and then all of a sudden I can barely even plan or budget <laughs> for the amount of games that are actually out um, baby's not gonna eat nope <laughs> well yeah baby definitely will eat and sadly <laughs> I will not be eating which might not be a bad thing for a couple of weeks and I can trim a few pounds um, yeah so I think I think that's us guys I think yeah. that, that was that was so, emotional. Thanks a lot, everyone. Was thanks emotional. a lot, uh, particularly to our guest presenter. Round of applause for Charlie. For yeah. Charlie. Smashing Charlie. Head. Charlie, woo. Um, but yeah, no, thoroughly enjoyed that. Thanks, guys. Great name, thanks, Charlie. Guys. Great name. What are you going to uh, be playing today, guys? I'm going to go away, play a bit more Mario, and probably going to jump into Moonlighter. Nice. You, you, you're going to have to have a, another go on VR before. I'm going to have a go on VR and then stick my fingers down my throat and say it made me throw up. Really annoy you online <laughs> and then just trash everything you say using the official twi- uh, Switch Island account. Go for it. Um, I think, yeah, definitely want to try the VR. I know Soph's stayed awake now just because she was like, oh, I'll have a go with that when I should love it. I love it, yeah. Um, I've got some pizza left over from last night from American Pizza Slice Ooh, in Liverpool. That's good Big up the right boys there. over there. That is the best kind of pizza. I'm, I've not heard of that game. No, it's, uh, it's interesting. Um, it's, it's basically... What are you going to be playing with? <laughs> um, so I'm going to do a little bit of Labo, then I'm going to try and steal yeah. some of Dan's pizza. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. He's going to steal some of the pizza. Mark, what are you going to be playing, mate? 
Oh, I'm a bit jealous. Great chat, great chat. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's my pizza? Damn it. I've told you this. Don't look at anywhere else to look at it. Live in the UK. Come to Liverpool. Join us. One Join of us. us. One the, of home, us. the home of pizza. Home yeah. of pizza and far more greenery than you could ever imagine. Mm. Mm. I saw a bee once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's too soon, man. Hot take. Um, <laughs> so, where can people find us? So, if you really love our content, we are pushing our Patreon pretty hard. We've got a couple of guys that are following us at the moment. There is some great rewards on there and perks. Um, and Mark, the website is because I'll probably get it wrong again. Uh, uh, Patreon.com slash Switch Island forward slash Switch Island forward slash Switch Island. So we've got good rewards on there. Great perks. We're really engaging on our Discord channel on Twitter. Um, you can find Discord through the website or if you go to Twitter at Switch underscore Island, it's in our bio on there. Um, we've got some bit more traction on Facebook and our YouTube channel is doing very well at the moment. Um, so youtube.com slash the switch island the switch island I'm going to have to make all these the same aren't I at some point (laughs) really really stressful now (laughs) trying to like manage exactly what we've got going on just go through the site you'll find us I know we are six seven guys that just enjoy what we're doing um, and we do talk a lot of nonsense about Nintendo so if you do like what we do again please go over to those uh, handles Uh, I've been at Danny Ward 2707 Mark you have been I've been smart at smart tweeter. You have been. And Pete? At GQ Preacher. Yeah, one final time. Big up, Charlie. Thank you very much for your Tell help. Yeah, you agree. Absolutely awesome. Sold Labo VR to me. I'm going to go out and buy one this afternoon. <laughs> Ironically, I need to go to Ikea as well. Yeah. So I'm going to have hey. a, fun, a fun time this afternoon uh, with a screaming child. Um, yeah, but no, actually, he's actually really well behaved. He's good as gold, isn't he? Are you know. take him to Ikea? I do, yeah. You get a window oh, yeah. of like three hours where once you've fed him and changed his nappy, he is just out for the count. So okay. you've got three hours there. Ikea is about 20 minutes away from here. Yeah, you get there 20, back in 20. Meatballs, sit down for half an hour, <laughs> be able to do that. Plus the changing facilities in Ikea are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the one thing they don't tell you, um, which is something that you've never regarded before, but you can actually use those parent and child slots now in supermarkets and park really <gasps> close to the doors. Oh, nice. I'm one of those guys now. I can do that. Nice. Yeah, so go figure. Um, so have kids, guys. Anyone listening, have children. It's really fun. Um, don't know where to go with that. You've been listening life, to life the... advice. You've been <laughs> listening to the IKEA You've been listening Island to Radio podcast. <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah, thank you very much, guys. Have a great couple of weeks and we will see you in two. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Let's go.